ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy, I'm way off center. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the ABJ podcast, episode five. Uh, I'll be with our guests in one second here. If I do sound a little weird, just bear with me. I'm getting over something. Uh, hopefully, you know, I, I think I'm coming to the end of it, but if you hear me cough or anything, I apologize. I'm going to do my best. But anyway, uh, thank you everyone for the support so far on the podcast. We're hitting some really cool goal- goals. Uh, still no audio uh, reviews. I've been checking that out, but nothing there. I do want to start reading more reviews, but I did get some on Facebook. So I'm going to read some Facebook reviews. First one comes from Ben Gladys. Uh, dude is a class act, very knowledgeable behind the scenes and on camera, generous with his time and passion about his work. Thank you so much, Ben. Uh, and these all come from Facebook. So if you head over to Anthony Blackwell Jr., uh, it's going to be a little cartoon photo. That is my business page. If you want to add that and not my personal one, that'd be great. Um, and then uh, James Simerson, he he said, very underrated in what he does. Very talented in a wide range of things. If you need help, and he's the first one to be there and help. Truly honored to call him a friend. Uh, John Wise, uh, this is going to be a good one. Listen to his podcast, and now I sleep the whole night through with no problems, and my flatulence smell like cotton candy, unicorns, and rainbows. Highly recommend. So you can't beat that. You know what I mean? When people are saying that you, they listen to your podcast and your farts smell good, that's great. Uh, once again, all the links below for myself and my guests are below. Um, also, the promotion that we met is going to be linked below because they do a weekly uh, show on their YouTube channel, Intensity Wrestling, Intensity IWA Jersey, uh, Intensity Wrestling Alliance. But without further ado, I'm my guest in. What's going on, man? How's it going, everybody? Jason Hendricks here from Lion Core. Uh, let's get into it, baby. Well, I love the name Lion Core. Honestly, dude, I do too. Um, we came up with it because we all listen to metal in, in some fashion. So uh, we're sitting there trying to come up with a name. And at the time, Jaden was going by the lion. So I was like, what if we took metalcore and just threw, um, I think the first suggestion was tiger in there. And then Jay's like, nah, nah, we got to use lion. So that's how we ended up with lion core. And uh, yeah, we're ready to mess stuff up, man. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, a 80s hair metal guy, so I, usually it's either lion, panther, uh, dragons, or tigers is usually the way to go. Hey, can never go wrong, man. All badass animals. Yeah. So how did this team form? Uh, let us know you're the members of the team and, and what the theme of this trios is. Yeah, I'll get right into it. So it's myself, Jaden Staley, and Justin Bon Jovi. Uh, as Anthony plugs, you can catch us on IWA Intensity. Please go check out the YouTube. Uh, we all trained together at IWF under Kevin Knight, and it was like my first or second practice, I think, ever. And Jaden comes up to me. He's like, hey, if you keep progressing, uh, I might have a little idea for you uh, that, that Justin would be involved with as well. Lo and behold, kept progressing. So here we are. Um, and we absolutely love tearing it up for IWA. Yeah, uh, the Bon Jovi. That is a that is a, a home run on commentary. I'll tell you that right now. I had such a blast calling his matches. Uh, definitely go check out uh, the, the YouTube channel because uh, I feel like I threw some good zingers in there. Um, but let's let's kind of go back even further. You said, uh, you know, you're kind of new to the game. How long have you been in the professional wrestling business? Uh, I'm a baby, man. I'm a baby. I've been training since June, um, and I've been working shows since August. My first ever show, it wasn't an in-match debut, but my first ever show was actually IWA back in August when I managed uh, Jaden. Uh, I have about eight matches, I believe, live under my belt so far. So I've been working matches since September and uh, never looked back, man, never looked back. I've wanted to do this for a very long time, so... To finally now, be in the position where I am is a, is, is a huge honor. 
yeah, he, I, me hearing that you were very new to the game, I think I leaned over to Pete. I'm like, how long has he been in this? And he's like, I don't think it's been very long. Um, you're very, very talented for a very short time. Um, and then kind of doing some research on you. You're a, you're a multi-athlete kind of kid, man. Looks it looks like you've been playing pretty much every sport that can be thrown your way your entire life. Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a big sports fan outside of wrestling. Uh, I grew up playing football as well. I love football. I'm a huge New York Jets fan. Uh, I played just about everything, but my favorite uh, was linebacker, middle linebacker, okay. uh, and probably edge rusher too. Uh, back when I was a little taller, I liked getting after the quarterback. <laughs> but I, I also um, before I, I found out about the joint disorder, I loved safety. I loved strong safety. Safety was cool. I remember that was my first interception interception playing strong safety, but uh, I kind of wanted somewhere where I could get a little bit more in the face of the quarterback. So that's what moved me more towards the line. But um, I, I was more, too, uh, as I got into high school, an amateur wrestler. Uh, I had a passion for that as well. Did Brazilian jiu-jitsu, got my blue belt back in high school, actually. Um, so grappling has always been a huge part of my life. It was, it was only a natural transition to end up where I'm at now. Yeah. How, how much of your MMA background and professional wrestling ba- or your amateur wrestling background carry over into your style if people have never seen you wrestle? Uh, I would say it does quite a bit. Um, when I do things on the mat, I really like to pepper in as much uh, amateur uh, or Brazilian jiu-jitsu style that I can. If you go and watch uh, my match, uh, that was myself and Justin, Lioncore versus The Throne, which is Casey Lycan and Daniel Riley. Um, that's on my YouTube channel, by the way, the Jason Hendricks experience, you will see myself and Daniel Riley open up with, uh, an exchange that has a lot of amateur stylings to it. So it's something that I, I hold near and dear to my heart and I try and keep with me as I go forth in my professional wrestling career. Yeah. Now, who are some people growing up watching in the business that you've modeled your career out of? Cause after watching you wrestle and then knowing what I know now, I peg you for one guy, and, and a lot of people don't give him the respect he deserves, but I'll tell you who it is after you tell me who her influences are. Okay, this is interesting. I, I catch a lot of comparisons, and I think it's because of the hair. Got the long hair now, so everyone tells me I look like every blonde guy that's ever <laughs> ever wrestled. This guy um, is I blonde, but he, he switches it up. Okay, so I would say uh, style-wise, guys that I look up to are guys that I'm kind of built a little bit like, or, or personality-wise, I say I align with. Uh, one would be Chris Jericho. I take a lot from him. Uh, in ring, I also take a lot from Daniel Bryan. He is a technical wizard, so and I definitely look up to. And then I have to also give credit to the guy that uh, made me want to be a wrestler, and that's CM Punk. Okay. So the guy I kind of peg you for, you remind me a lot of Dolph Ziggler. Also, I actually also got that wrestler. before. Yeah, also amateur wrestler extremely uh character driven i think you carry your character even though you're very new to the game very well uh you bump very well you sell very well as a healed guy you're you know a, a heel guy who's new you're, you're kind of you're gonna go in there and take some beans you know what i mean and you're not gonna come out and be the top guy right away you gotta earn your stripes and i think you're doing a great job and i, th- I feel like ziggler is the type of guy you could put in there with anybody and he'll make you look like a million bucks Hey, I appreciate that comparison because that is a stud right there, man. Um, It's something I've actually heard before, and that's someone I probably should have brought up because in terms of selling, I take almost all my inspiration on my selling from Dolph Ziggler, 1,000%. I think him and Shawn Michaels are the best ever do in terms of selling and bumping. Yeah. 
yeah, everyone says who was the next Sean in the business, and they say Adam. It was, I was like, if he took it seriously and he he actually was like felt like he didn't care right now, but like Dolph was easily the next Sean. Like char charisma, ability, just so good. Look, yeah. Oh, you you can tell that he directly inspired so much from Sean. I mean that that that's not rocket science to figure that one out. He does the whole uh, sweet chin music with the stomps and everything. So um, he's definitely looking up to the right people, and that's someone that. Uh, I've always looked up to. Funny enough, um, if we got want to go way back to 2013 or 2012, uh, I was, what, 12 or 13 then, and I'm sitting there at a WWE live show down in Wildwood, New Jersey, at the Boardwalk Convention Hall, um, and the main event was Dolph Ziggler versus Alberto Del Rio for the heavyweight championship. Oh, wow. And I distinctly remember thinking to myself as, I guess, middle school i'm elementary school i don't know how how old you are then uh i'm gonna do this one day so that was in the middle of that match when i decided i wanted to be a wrestler so Dolph is is an absolute honor to be compared to for sure how did you get the besides the show was wrestling something that was part of your household was it something that your your parents were into your dad your mom how did you find the professional wrestling my dad was into it but he was never really the one that was the driving force uh, to kind of get my eyes on it. He's always been supportive of what I do. I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but I would say mostly I, I kind of grew up with some friends that were watching it that kind of had me around it, but I wasn't like as entrenched as I got uh, as when CM Punk cut the pipe bomb. Once CM Punk caught the pipe bomb, I was uh, watching his stuff on YouTube a lot, which led to me um, tuning in consistently to watch Raw and SmackDown. So I, I really, as I said earlier, I got to give pretty much full credit to Punk uh, for getting me as into wrestling as I got. That's awesome, man. I, I actually got away from wrestling around my high school era, around 2003, 2004. I graduated in 2005. But uh, I, I, I found mixed martial arts. My first match I ever watched was uh, Tito versus Ken Shamrock 1 back in like UFC 32 or something. And I was hooked. And I was, there was nothing else in the world you can show me besides mixed martial arts. And I just dropped professional wrestling. And then I, got, I used to get every pay-per-view from like 32 up to like 215. And then uh, people were like, yo, you got to get back into wrestling. There's these two guys you're going to love. And it was Punk and Brian. And I started yeah. watching. And right after soon as I started watching, they both left the company. So I was like, well, <laughs> I'm already here. I'll stick around with it. And then we started the podcast, that Tornado Tag. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of, I got my resurgence back in. So I go back and rewatch some stuff, but, um, yeah, around your era, you were more of the ruthless aggression era, right? With the punk and, um, I would say a little more PG era than ruthless aggression. Mm. Uh, I, I, when I was a lot younger, I, if you still consider it ruthless aggression era, the first feud I can distinctly remember is punk and Mysterio which oh, wow. I think is right on the borderline of those eras, kind of. So I, I would definitely say I grew up more in the PG era. I, I'm, I'm a youngin' uh, than, than Ruthless Aggression. But I go back, and a lot of the film that I study uh, for my stuff in the ring is from Ruthless Aggression era. My first rivalry that sticks in my head is Savage uh, Jake the Snake. When he bit him, when he, the snake bit his arm, I bawled yeah. like a baby. That scarred me for life. That's probably, why, to this day, why I'm afraid of snakes. Funny enough, my, my wrestling debut had a snake in the match. I was just lucky enough to not be the one that uh, had the snake on me because <laughs> I'd rather not. I'd rather not, but it was in a It's a dangerous game to play in today's climate. 
using yeah, animals. No yeah. Um, it was in a six man at uh, a Rise pre-show, uh, Rise Wrestling out in uh, Uniontown, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area. Check it out. Um, and I think someone on my team got the snake put on them, but I had already ate a pretty fat choke slam and rolled out of the ring. So luckily I was not in the snake's way. Yeah. Uh, at that you point. Said, you said you're only a couple matches in. Have you worked any names yet? Yeah, I've worked um, Tony Atlas. Uh, oh, nice. In my second match, that was really cool. Absolute honor to work a legend of the business. And uh, Soriano from Primal Fear, I worked at Rise recently. I love, I love Primal Fear. Yeah, dude. Very talented, very professional. Um, he was in a match where it was, it was another six-man tag on the pre-show, and he was working with a lot of guys that were a little bit younger in the business, so he naturally was kind of the leader and things there, and I thought he did a great job. I thought he was very professional and very helpful. Yeah. Now, how did you land the name Jason Hendricks? Was this a name that was given to you because you started the rock group, or did you have something first and then change it for Lion Corps? How did, how did you land on this name? Okay, so I had gone through a million ideas of, of what I wanted my name to be, and I think, because what the, the standard I was held to was this needs to be completely original, never heard it before, ever in wrestling. Um, Which is impossible. And that was really hard to do. I came yeah. up with a really big list of things that probably didn't work too well. And uh, I'm a big music guy. I always have been, uh, especially metal and rock, all that stuff. So I'm just skirting through my playlists, looking at words that I think are cool. And uh, I just passed Jimi Hendrix, and I was like, you know what, I feel like that works pretty well uh it just so happened to be a very lucky coincidence that i ended up teaming with justin because hendrix and bon jovi just sounds <laughs> sick <laughs> and they're so polar opposite yeah yeah they're they're different but it's it's all you know the, the classic rock kind of kind of vibe different artists absolutely but yeah. uh justin is actually literally related to justin bon jo to justin bon jovi to john, john bon jovi really and uh, I have a rock tie too. Uh, it's just not in the name. I'm really I'm Eddie Money's third cousin, so really? we both have the ties. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That is super sick. I have a yeah. Have, it's when I first got into this, I was actually uh, before I even got into wrestling, I started the podcast. But before I even started the podcast, I, I got really entrenched in the local music scene in my area. I can't play. Yeah. I can't sing. Yeah. I can't do anything. But I would just go to show. I go to shows and support. I would help. You know, roadie. I'd, I'd travel with a band and. If, they got drunk. I drove them home. Like so, I, I made a lot of connections in the music industry in my area, and uh, that was a great intro to carry over into the wrestling world because you learn a lot of re uh, music carny shit, and then you come to wrestling and you learn that carny shit. You're like, oh, there's a lot of similarities here. I think they're very similar industries, and that's why uh, myself being, I, I would argue, I am the biggest metalcore head that you will find anywhere. Uh, I think there's a lot of carryover into wrestling just in terms of understanding. It's just a similar vibe. It's hard to put into words exactly, but um, I think they're very hand in hand. And I think that's something, if you look back to like the black and gold NXT, they had a really good connection between metal and wrestling. And that's something, oh, that was my favorite thing ever, man. If, if, if that could come back, that would be exquisite. When Poppy would play out Eo Shirai. Yeah, oh, crazy stuff, man. They even had my favorite band is Beartooth, and they had Beartooth. Uh, one of their songs was was like a takeover theme or something like that, and 
that alone to me is cool because I I have uh, I I have their uh, lyrics tattooed on my ribs and everything. I'm uh, I'm I'm big into those guys. Yeah, I have I have buddies who are doing pretty well in the music industry right now. They just they just got off tour with uh, Guar. They're called Crowbot uh, out of Pennsylvania, and they just oh have I know that you know Crowbot. I listen to them. Yeah, not like yeah. religiously, but I like their stuff for sure. They were on Jericho's cruise and. They, they, yeah, they, they're, they're big, they're wrestling fans as well, but uh, they just had a situation where they put their trailer out in front of their house and they came home from tour and they were out doing whatever they're doing, living their lives again. And some scumbag drove up, attached his truck to their trailer and stole everything. So now they don't like no the band way. has no instruments, no merch, no, everything's gone. Dude, that's a shame, man. That's crazy too. Cause like, as I said, I, I know Crowbot, they're on, I think my gym playlist a little bit and I had no idea there was any wrestling connection, but that is yeah. just so unfortunate, man. It's, it's a cold world. It's a cold yeah. world. I'm actually going to find it uh, while you're, while we go here, the uh, crowbot GoFundMe. It just it popped my head. Cause we're talking wrestling. I'm going to put it in the chat here. If anyone wants to support, if you have anything, just help them out a little bit. I think they raised they up to 11,000 out of a $30,000 goal, but uh, this is a huge setback for them. Obviously, you know, they're everyday people just trying to tour the world and do their thing and to lose everything sucks. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, now you said you're you're only a couple matches in. You're just you're coming up on your first year, right? Like this will be your first full year as a wrestler. Um, still got a ways. Still got a ways. I started training six months ago. Um, okay. So we we have until June. June is when I started up, but um, it felt very natural for me because uh, obviously I said I have the amateur background, but this is stuff I've wanted to do my whole life. Um. I always watched wrestling a little bit differently. Uh, I would watch things and how they do the moves and how they take the moves. And yeah, I would go out my trampoline and practice them on air, but I wouldn't just be doing them. I would be doing them, seeing the little intricacies, the way the guy turned his foot, all the little stuff. And I would obsessively practice it, which is why um, I stepped into wrestling, knowing how to do an enziguri fairly well already. Uh, little, little things like that, which, which I don't advise, um, going in and, and feeling like you know everything because that's not at all what was the case for me there, there was stuff that needed to be corrected but um just obsessively thinking about it uh definitely helped me out a lot now where are you based out of and i, I, I think this is a really interesting question because i think a lot of people who listen to this always think to themselves like man how do i break into this business what can i do to become a commentator a referee a manager just i want to get into wrestling in some form or fashion how did you find uh, where you where you got your training and and promotions? Like, what was the legwork that you did? Okay, so I'll give you because because I kind of have a little bit of a long tail for this one. Yeah, um, I started training in New Jersey this summer uh, with Kevin Knight at IWF out in Nutley, New Jersey. Um, so that's how I got my start. I trained there for uh, about three months. How did you find out time. about it? Like, like finding out about Kevin and his promotion or his school? I, I Googled wrestling schools near me, <laughs> um, but funny enough, I think I had my eyes on IWF when I was probably like 14, 15. Like I had so been you, looking at this for years. So you were aware of the independent wrestling scene as well? Uh, to an extent, like I wasn't watching it per se, but I always had my eyes on where I planned to go to school because I knew that no matter what point in my life I started, I would start. Um, even though, as as I said, mixed martial arts was a focus for me for a while, 
uh, I knew that even if that's what I pursued, that I would be a professional wrestler for some period of time. So I found Kevin Knight, IWF, looked back into it uh, when it was time to actually sign up and they were still operating. So I reached out, they uh, got back to me and I was actually in Europe for the first part of training, but uh, I landed, uh, came right in and uh, got to work. So three months there and I have to go back to um, in August, I go to West Virginia University out here in Morgantown, West Virginia. So uh, wrestling is my dream. Wasn't going to give up on it. Wasn't just going to stop because I went back to school. So I found the Stronghold Training Center in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Train under Brandon K there. And honestly, if you're looking for wrestling training and you're out in this area, there's nowhere better that you're going to find than Brandon K. Um, you're going to see a lot of his guys coming out on the scene soon, making making waves. Uh, you already see some uh, Thea Hale in NXT, Lee Moriarty, AEW. Lady Frost. Lovely Moriarty. Yeah, oh, dude, Lady he's Frost. awesome. Lady Frost, uh, Megan Myers has been making waves. Um, and Wait, this is the West Virginia school? Uh, Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. I, I, I was going to say, Lady Frost is Pittsburgh, and I, I thought you were – my bad. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually – West Virginia is an hour, 15, hour and a half south of Pittsburgh. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Uniontown's in that area as well. Uh as I said, though, Brandon K could not be a better trainer um, in terms of technique and psychological uh, wrestling. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area and you're looking to wrestle, doesn't matter how long you have to drive, make that trip. Yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh is a hike for if you're more set in northeast Pennsylvania for me. It's like a three-hour drive. But, yeah, that, that scene has so much good talent out of it. I'm a huge fan of the Pittsburgh scene. The uh, Lady Frost and, and uh, the gentleman, her, hus her husband, Gentleman Savage, right? Yeah, yeah. Savage Gentleman, yeah. Um, yeah, Savage Gentleman, Victor Benjamin, I believe Victor his name Benjamin, is. He, yeah. He's really cool, man. His his whole thing, he he just straight out of Street Fighter. Straight out of yep. Street Fighter. Um, I had the privilege of watching his match at um, not the last Rise show, but the one before it. And he's awesome, man. He's awesome. And so is Lady Frost. She worked a really good match against Zoe Sky that card, too. Lady Frost, I don't know if she's still going through... Uh, and you don't have to say anything, but just like my, I, I keep up with them because I think they're very talented. But I, I know she was going through some stuff where she signed. I won't say the company, but she signed and they're kind of holding her out, not using her or letting her work. And it's like, what a shame. You know what I mean? Like just to hold someone. I, I, I'm, I'm glad those days of wrestling I thought were kind of gone where WWE didn't just hold people to hold them and um, people can work and go do things. But that's, a, that's such a shame for her because I know like my, my take right now in the world of wrestling, I think, I think NXT is probably a year are a year and a half away from really going back to what black and gold was where they start picking up the indie scene and really rebuilding NXT and finding those indie darlings. And I think she's a knockout star for NXT because not only is she really talented, but I think she would be a great coach too. Oh dude, oh, definitely. I, I watched her go out and steal the show 1000% in the one match I've been uh, lucky enough to watch of hers. So uh, there's really no reason she shouldn't be on television every week. So I hope she gets there and I'd be excited to watch her if she does. Yeah. And Victor Benjamin did a blood sport. So he has like a little mixed pro wrestling MMA style shoot fight wrestling under his belt. So maybe that's something you guys can lock up one day with. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, once I'm, I, I, I will be on the rise main roster in 2023. So 
who knows? He could pro- cross paths with Jason Hendricks at some point then. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, also from the Pittsburgh area, big fan of uh, Danny Moe and Facade. They're Pittsburgh people. Love them. And, and you know, sorry, I know you're in a tag team, but and sorry too. The other one I'm wearing. I try to find a shirt from the co- company of the person I'm wearing, uh, the faceless ones. Um, so if you have any T-shirts, let me know. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, the, 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 uh, the outfielders, <laughs> the runway. Love the runway. Yeah, Runway's exceptionally talented. They've been Rise's tag champs for for quite some time now. Um, If you're not familiar with Rise Wrestling, listen to all these names we're talking about. They're studs. Please tune in. Um, Is that is that a YouTube thing? Are they on Fight? How can uh, IWTV? Where are they at? Um, yeah, they're on Indie Wrestling TV. Um, and I believe there could be some stuff on YouTube in the works. Don't quote me on anything. I'm not exactly sure um but there's going to be plenty of ways to keep your eyes on rise in 2023 one of which please follow my social media i will be active i will be promoting everything i do if you want to keep up with me instagram facebook twitter youtube all in the link below uh now here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize in the business what is has it been a struggle for you yet or a challenge for you yet juggling school life relationships if, if any are there with family friends significant others uh and traveling in this business where your weekends where your friends want to hang out and you're booked is is has how has that been so far in a six-month span uh yeah it's definitely a challenge with school uh because because i'm a big school guy too i'm actually a teaching assistant here at west virginia university planning on going to grad school next year so i definitely care about my studies and i drive cross state lines four times a week to go practice and come back. So I, I, it, it can be tough. There's a lot of nights where I'm up very late doing my schoolwork, but it's, it's just about having that mentality where if you want to make it to the top, you want to be the best, you got to put the most work in. So I plan to go get my degree, be successful in that aspect and be the best wrestler in the world. So if I want to do both of those things, I got to give them both a hundred percent. Yeah. What, what exactly and, are you and, studying? In terms of uh, social I study marketing. Uh, my degree is, is a little bit unique. So it's a combination of minors that create a major. So my three minors are marketing, advertising, and communications. And I plan on going to grad school for integrated marketing communications. I like it because not only is it something I'm passionate about, but there's a lot of carryover into wrestling. If you know how to market yourself, you're going to be very successful in this business. If you know how to create a brand, you're going to be very successful in this business. So those are two things that I feel like school has helped me with. And uh, to touch on what you were saying earlier, yeah, it can be tough, uh, especially being in a town as, as, as lively and social as Morgantown, uh, WVU, where my friends do want to go out to the bars every weekend. And there are weekends, like there's one coming up in December, I'm working two shows. So it, it is what it is, but if, if you want to be the best, you got to make the sacrifices. You got to take that next level mentality. And that's what I do. So uh, wrestling is something I'm fully committed to. I'll happily give every weekend to it and, uh, no complaints for me. Yeah, absolutely. That is one thing I think a lot of people don't take in consideration is I think they see people do anything like a podcast or wrestling or music. And they're like, Oh, they're making money. And they're like, no, there's still a 40 hour week job. There's still family. There's still, there's a lot you got to juggle. It's almost like you're taking on something completely different. And it's, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot. And it's hard to maintain a lot of things. Yeah, it can be, but it's just about being organized and uh, being able to segment your schedule 
as uh, as well as you can and know what your priorities are. Uh, I pretty much work every day. I go to school every day and I, I wrestle every day. And that can take a lot out of you. But if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be able to do it. So uh, passion keeps me going. And uh, we're not looking to stop here anytime soon. What was the first time your parents watched you wrestle, whether it was via live or via the internet? What was their reaction and what did they think of it? Um, so I, I would say they always knew that this was going to happen <laughs> at some point. Uh, I've always kind of been into that kind of stuff. Um, as I said, I did mixed martial arts for a while and I've been talking about wrestling since I was a kid when I used to watch raw and super kick the air. <laughs> um, so the first match show they've ever been to was IWA. Whenever I managed uh, Jaden, Jaden Staley against um, uh, Gladstein, Johnny Gladstein, and I ran in and I jumped him after the match. So that was the first time they've been introduced to me doing that in any way. And then the first match they saw live was myself and Benjamin T. Asher uh, in the IWF. He's an exceptional young talent as well. Check him out. Uh, versus Kevin Knight and Tony Atlas for the tag team championships there. So I remember going out to get a beer and food with my parents after, and my mom just gave me a big hug and she was like, <laughs> that scares me. And, uh, you know, it just, I reassure him I can handle it. This is what I was born to do. I'll be okay. We're all safe in there. I wouldn't work with someone that isn't. Um, but, but that was my first foray into it. My dad was pretty pumped about it too. Because he, well, um, I, IWA is a, is a crowd, man. I, uh, I'm very fortunate that I, I think in, cause like I'm still on my first year and a half, I would say doing commentary. And for the first couple of months I was kind of in and out of commentary or I was doing pandemic stuff where I was like a match here and there. And then I was doing more production, but, uh, there are certain promotions that just the crowd is, is what makes the show. And IWA's crowd is unreal. They're unreal. Like they are, what are they called? The nut house. Yeah. The nut house. And they don't seem to like us too much. I got to say they're not a line yeah. core line core crowd, but that'll change because we are the future of IWA. Those tag yeah. team championships. They're coming home with myself and Justin next year. You better believe it. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a task. The faceless ones. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We're a task. Yeah. You, have you seen us? You see that match? with? Uh, I, I've, I've seen you, but I've seen a lot of the faceless ones. And uh, face scares the shit out of me. <laughs> he's a, you know, he's they've, a scary they've guy. Got, they've got that aura. Um, the crowd likes those guys quite a bit. That's I thought he was cool. going to fight a guy in the crowd. So at the What's show, that? he took. I thought he was going to fight somebody in the crowd. Face. He takes a chair shot. Just over the head. Dents the whole chair in, like, in, full, in half over his head. And I was like, holy, like crazy. Then gets out of the ring and just stares at the biggest guy in the crowd for like five minutes. And they wouldn't break eye contact. I was like, this venue is amazing. Like, I, I love what they do in that venue. And that, what he posted, I don't know if it's per, out yet, but that new venue they're working at for that promotion. Did you see that? Uh, I did see it. I don't know it's released yet, so I don't want to comment too much on it. But I'll just uh, say this. Yeah, some- when that drops, IWA fans... This place is beautiful. Yeah, we're going to tear that house down, and hopefully we get a better crowd than Nutley that appreciates Lioncore for what it is because we come out there, we get booed for what? For what? I don't understand it because we're the future tag team championships. We just got here, and everyone's already talking about us. So 
if we can go somewhere where we're well appreciated, I'm all for it. And that's that's such a beautiful uh, combination of culture, IWA. Um, I love it. Like I said, it's it's like you know that's it just I I love seeing wrestling bring people together, and IWA is probably the biggest example of that I've ever seen in the in in, in any anywhere in the local scene. Yeah, it's quite the melting pot. Um, there's a lot of unique characters, I think, that are wrestling for that promotion. You get a lot of variety in terms of what you're watching, uh, whether you're watching myself, watching Jane Staley, watching PJ Savage. Um, you're getting something a little bit different every single time, but it's all good. So that's, that's really what makes wrestling beautiful is people coming in and expressing their form of what they feel this art is and that's what it is you know it's it's art it's an expression of self so i think you get a lot of really good variety with iwa yeah so you said uh, another big passion of yours is music um what are what are your three desert island bands you have to bring an album with you and you're going to listen to them forever what are your three albums okay so albums is tough <laughs> albums is so tough because i like so many good ones um uh disgusting by Beartooth. okay um do you want three different bands albums or can i do two from the same band you if, if if they are your three desert island bands you can take you can take two of the same out two of the same band okay so there's gonna be so many honorable mentions here because as i said i'm a huge metalcore guy but we're going with disgusting by Beartooth. uh that album contains in between which is tattooed on my ribs as i said uh below by Beartooth. uh i've had I've been fortunate enough to see that live twice, uh, that album. And I got on stage with Caleb Shomo up there, crowd surfed my way up there. Pretty sweet stuff. And then three, there's so many that I could pick out uh, from bands like Amity Affliction, Of Mice and Men, I Prevail. But in terms of just overall consistency, in terms of song quality, I'm probably going to have to go with Trauma by I Prevail. I think top to bottom, you can listen to that whole album and it's all amazing. And another album uh, where the songs live are just incredible. So if I'm going with three albums, that would probably be my three. And I understand we went a little overkill on the Beartooth, but I will all day. Yeah. No, if, you, if, if you have your band, you have your band, you know? Yeah. Now, metal, metalcore. I, so I, don't, I don't really like – I don't say I don't subscribe to, but I, I have a hard time – learning the different genres like growing up for me it was rock like you went to fye it was rock country hip-hop and then like maybe rock and metal and that was like the only one that differentiated like if, if like describe what metalcore is okay so that's actually a really good question because people i feel like just group metal all into the same uh genre which is just scream 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 which metalcore actually isn't so metalcore the verses tend to be a little bit harder probably some dirty vocals the screaming and then you contrast that with the chorus being some of the best almost borderline pop uh singing that you've ever heard so it's kind of that sweet and sour mix that makes the song so great because once the chorus hits you with the clean vocals it just contrasts so well with the dirty vocals and you'll see like I, I got to shout out Caleb Shomo again because he's one of the few musicians I've seen go out there do the, both the clean and the dirty vocals uh, for his band and go out there for an entire show and do that. That's got to be insanely tough on your vocal cords. But um, 
there it, it's great stuff if you want band examples to check out if metalcore is new to anybody uh that's listening to this i love to put people on uh, a good starting band would be bring me the horizon uh they're amazing and they're great live and then once you get into them i prevail of mice and men bear tooth amity affliction once you're a little bit more into it um we came as Romans, all spectacular bands and uh, definitely a huge passion of mine. If, if I could be a musician, I probably would also do that. But uh, I'm no Chris Jericho, unfortunately. Now, is it a good comparison to say that metalcore is almost like a mix between punk and emo with a little bit of heavy metal? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think a, a lot of emo bit. fans um, and a lot of punk fans gravitate to uh like the i prevails and the we came as romans and like like the punk go series a lot of those bands you said are on those where it's clean vocals and scream where they like cover britney spears and it's like punk goes pop or punk goes rock or something yeah um pump uh pop goes punk i think a lot of metalcore bands are actually on those yeah i love those um, albums Oh, dude, they're great. And I think that's also a really good way to get people into the genre. But yeah, I, I would say that is kind of a fair comparison because I saw I Prevail and they toured with, um, oh my gosh, dude, who makes King for a day? It's, I need to, I need to find this out because it's, it's a, it's a huge band, Pierce the Veil. They, they toured with Pierce the Veil, which I thought was a very interesting one-two punch because I Prevail and Pierce the Veil are very different bands. Um, but it worked so well together and you definitely had an interesting crowd of people there. So awesome. yeah, I, I would say there definitely is a little bit of crossover there. I'm going to definitely check out that bear tooth. That's what, that's what I'm going to do tonight when we get off here. Um, what are other interests you have besides, besides music and pro wrestling? What, what are other things you like to do to, you know, release your brain and, and, and veg out and do your thing? Uh, music wrestling and uh the other big three in terms of stuff that i'm constantly on top of is football i watch a lot a, a lot of football um i'm I, I structure my week very specifically six days a week of just grinding uh my ass off going to the gym hitting the tanning salon going to wrestling practice and then on sunday i do absolutely nothing but sit in front of my screen uh, and watch ball the entire day. Cause I'm also a big believer that for your mental and physical health, you need a day that is just designated as I'm going into this no matter what happened that week. And I'm going to do nothing. Uh, I think that's an important thing to help you kind of recalibrate and get ready for the next week. So, uh, the thing that puts me at ease that I like to do is, uh, watch football all day and watch my New York jets for the first time in a very long time, not lose football games. That's cool. <laughs> um, but that I also I watch baseball um, in the basketball. I'm, I'm a little bit of a fair weather fan with my nets. They're a little hard to pull for at the moment. But I would say football is another big thing. And outside of that, I, I really just I'm a very social guy. I like to to go out, socialize and kind of uh, meet people and, and, and do that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a simple man. Doesn't take much to entertain me. Now, when you're out, when you're out socializing, I see you're, you, you like the bars and the clubs a little bit. I can't do clubs. We have to wear like dress shirts and nice shoes. Like, I walked into some place in Jersey and they're like, uh, dude, you have holes in your jeans and you're wearing Chuck Taylors. I'm like, um, then I'm not coming in here. <laughs> see, I'm actually not a club guy either. It's, it's very loud and in your face and just boom, boom, boom. I like to go somewhere where I can hold a conversation. I love dive so, bars. 
Dive bars are cool, man. You never Love know who bars. you're going to meet there. I, I'm, I'm very much into talking to the people that look like the biggest characters when I'm out and about. So, yeah, dive bars are cool. Uh, I obviously find myself in a lot of college bars currently because I'm out in Morgantown. But it, it's kind of becoming increasingly interesting for me because I'm starting to get to the point where people approach me and say, like, hey, like, you wrestle. Uh, sometimes I don't know them. So that's kind of been an adjustment going out and getting recognized, which I did not expect at all at this point in where I'm at, but it's, it's the reality. So it, it kind of puts an interesting twist on uh, <laughs> the normal college life. I got to say. Yeah. How, how is it when people at your college find out that you're a wrestler, like you're a teacher's aide and they're like, Oh, and then this guy also wrestles in his underwear on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's an interesting thing. I remember going back to the desk at work and, uh, a bunch of girls were sitting there and they go, Hey, do you like wrestle? Cause this is uh, like right after I started and people were, were seeing my Instagram. Uh, Cause it's not something I go out and I, I flaunt in front of people, you know, like it's something that if you, if you know, you know. Um, so I was like, yeah, I do. Um, it's an interesting thing because it's not something that people expect of you at all. Um, professional wrestling is such a niche thing where, uh, you just don't hear about people like, oh, yeah, I'm a professional wrestler. That's not something you encounter unless you're in the business, typically. So especially to kind of see somebody uh, like myself who's in college, um, it catches some people off guard. But uh, they think it's cool uh, for the most part when I do it. Um, I encourage all of them to check out my stuff. And if I can make someone a new wrestling fan that's not currently uh, introduced to the business, I'm more than happy to do so. Yeah. I, I, I always tell, so I have a friend who was in the boat of like, I don't like, I don't like it. I, I'm not, it's not for me. And I said to him like, well, he loves theater. He'll go to plays. He'll go to shows. He'll go to Broadway every weekend and pay $800 for a Broadway ticket. And I said, if you like Broadway, you'll love pro wrestling. And he's yeah. like, no, I won't. I go, it's the same walk into a wrestling show and don't think of it as a sports event walk into it as action theater it's stunt exactly i said buy into the stories learn the character development there's bad guys there's good guys the bad guys beat the good guy down for a little bit the good guy rises up the bad guy may cheat i said look at it as theater and characters at the end of the show he goes i get it he's like he had a new appreciation for it he's not a diehard fan but he left there with a different understanding of the business it's a violent soap opera is what yeah. it is. Um, and that's how I always uh, present it to people because we're very much athletes, but we're also very much performers as well. You need to be good at both of those things to succeed in this, which is why it takes a very unique individual to get to the top of this business because you see a lot of people that are only good at one of the two things. So my goal is to master both as well as I can. Um, but if you're showing stuff to someone that isn't, entrenched in wrestling already um i i tend to show them the things that are funnier to start off and yeah yeah like an orange them. cassidy or a dan Housen. honestly less even those guys and more um the two things i always refer to that my uh friends that aren't in the business back in new jersey uh found very entertaining they loved bad news with bad news barrett and they yeah. loved the list chris jericho's list yeah. Um, cause those are the two things I think are the funniest, uh, <laughs> funniest things that have ever happened to wrestling. So, uh, I show them that and they've always been thoroughly entertained with that. And, um, 
you know, that it gives them an appreciation for what we do because um, they see the entertainment aspect of this that I think people miss a lot of the time. They, they look at wrestling and they don't understand that that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be entertainers. We're not trying to present ourselves as football, as baseball, as basketball. We're wrestling. We're doing our yeah. own thing. We love it. Now, what you said when you played football earlier, you said, yeah, the defensive side of the ball. Did you ever play offensive side or would you just only play defense? Yeah, I was a quarterback. Quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's my here's the question for that. Middle linebacker, you're usually the one. Every single player, you're, you're, you're a body on body. Quarterback, you don't want to be hit every play, but it's, it's, you're the guy who everyone's trying to hit. Um, now, transitioning from football and three days and basketball and all those sports you did, how did that trans? How does that translate the the soreness, the achingness, the the physical toll on your body compared to wrestling training? Um, it's different, uh, but also similar. Where my conditioning from amateur wrestling is just very, very good. So a lot of the drills and stuff that we do in professional wrestling, I can bang through pretty easily because I have that athletic background. I, I never really stopped um, being an athlete. So I think it's important to kind of have something going into it because there's little things where, you know, sometimes you'll see someone that's never played a sport before trying into wrestling and, and even just the way they run, everything is just a little bit, a little bit funky. So if you're a bit younger in high school, and wrestling is what you want to do eventually. Um, I recommend amateur wrestling, but get involved in something. Just go out there, be an athlete, uh, learn that level of work ethic. Because uh, if this is something you want to do, you need to have that physique. You need to have that athleticism. All of those things matter. And that will be the basis for helping you figure out how that stuff works and uh, getting your feet wet before you really dive into the pool. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we're get, uh, if anyone in the chat has any questions, please put them in there. We are getting close to the end here. Uh, what I want to say, ask you here is, is what are some future goals, man? What are, what are things you want to accomplish and uh, the future of Jace, Jason Andrews? Okay. So long-term, absolutely want this to be uh, everything for me, uh, whether that is uh, New Japan, AEW, WWE. I want to be consistently uh, in one of the major promotions at some point, um, in the short term, just continue to work the independence and get larger and larger shows and get more exposure and just, uh, have, have people be entertained by what I do. Um, just, just hearing that anyone took the time to watch me, uh, whether it's a podcast appearance, uh, one of my matches, uh, is a huge honor. It's a huge honor that someone would take the time. So, in the short term, continue to work on my craft, um, get as good in the ring as I can, be as big of a character as I can be. And then in the long term, uh, put the pen to paper with that contract, because uh, if I keep working like I'm working, I'm promising you, I, I will get there. So I, I'm that. very excited to get there down the line. Are you, uh, what are you doing Saturday? Saturday. Um, that is a good question. Uh Got Tom Rivers thing is Saturday where they're doing that whole seminar where you it's gonna have all those names and companies that are like tryouts for probably a good opportunity. Oh, contest to go. and champions, right? Yeah. So it's it's yeah. a it's a it's a private seminar early, and they're doing in-ring seminar, uh, commentary, promo, and all that stuff, and it's gonna have like representation from all these major companies, and yeah. then uh, then it's the con which I'm hosting, and then the show after. But I think if you definitely want to get your name out there and. Put yourself out there. Uh, that'd be a good opportunity. 
Yeah, I saw that. That's something I've been considering for some time uh, because a lot of my friends are attending that. Uh, my only thing is because I'm out here in Morgantown. I'm going uh, the weekend after I will be in New Jersey for a show. And then the weekend after that, I will be returning to Jersey again uh, for the holidays. What, so, What's the show after? Um, the, the December 10th show? Yeah, that will be IWF in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Oh, okay. So I thought I thought you were about um, to say you're going to be at Shore Star. I was like, all right. No, unfortunately, um, I I was asked uh, by Jaden if I'd go with him because Shore Star Wrestling December 10th. If you're not in New Brunswick watching my match, check that out. You'll see Jaden Staley versus Brandon Downey in an IWA Showcase match. It's definitely worth taking the time to see. Um, but yeah, I will be in uh, New Brunswick. December 10th, facing Zay Spaulding. I will chop the big man down. Never been a problem for me to before, never will be. So uh, check that out. But yeah, that's kind of my my issue with it is I, uh, I have to be in New Jersey twice um, in the next couple weeks. So I'm just trying to figure out if I can logistically make that work. But um, yeah, for how much I've been paying in tolls for Jersey to, this past year, it's crazy. <laughs> Oh man, you got no idea, brother. You got no idea. It's um, I made the six-hour drive to get back here from Jersey yesterday. Um, it's just something you get used to. But yeah, there, there's a good Atlantic chance City and back, Rio Grande and back. Oh boy, they're they're long days. Are you gonna be at Shore Star for in Rio yeah. Grande then? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm I'm part of the commentary team there. Me and Pete. Yeah, me, awesome. Uh, Pete, oh, yeah, so it's the same same yeah. thing then as uh, IWA. That's perfect. Pete's the but... goat, man. He's the goat. Yeah, dude, he's dude. You you both do a really good job. Uh, I, I go back, I watch IWA, and uh, y'all do do really well keeping things engaging. Uh, maybe a little bit too much shade on Lion Core, but we'll let it pass for now because you were nice enough to have me on your show. Um, but yeah, y'all do a great job, and I think a lot of these IWA talents that you're seeing from top to bottom, whether it's you guys, whether it is the roster itself. Uh, you're going to be seeing all over New Jersey and Pennsylvania a lot in 2023 because there's a lot of young studs. So yeah. specifically myself, Justin, and Jaden, watch out. Uh, so keep in tune, guys. Keep in tune. Absolutely. Uh, anything, uh, where can people find you? Merch, social medias? Yeah, merch is uh, hopefully coming out next year. We've got some things cooking. Um, social if you media. don't make a Lion Core shirt that looks like a band tour shirt, you fucked up. Dude, that is the only thing I've been pitching since day one. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're all gonna be very band inspired. We're, we've floated the idea of having like different, like like kind of a Motley Crue inspired shirt, a Led Zeppelin inspired shirt, just kind of going all over the place with it. But you can check that out as well as my individual merchandise, which should be out uh, in January or February. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Jason Hendricks Official. Um, Facebook, um, Jason Hendricks, Twitter is Jason Hendricks with three X's. Um, Oh, I see we did there. Yeah. Yeah. You already know. Um, and then YouTube is the Jason Hendricks experience. Uh, if you want to keep up with what I'm doing in the ring, promo wise, everything, it's a great place to tune in, but you can find all that condensed and easy in my link tree down below. So please guys don't miss out. Um, this is the future. And if you don't hop on now, you're going to miss the train. Absolutely. Last one I have here is uh, who are some names in the business? Either tag team, solo, whoever you want. Oh, that's on your radar. You want to work. 
Okay, so do you do you want me to give you bigger names? Because I have some bigger names. Uh, you can give me that bigger names, independent names, whatever you want. Okay, so some bigger names that I can think of off the top of my head. My my two guys that I say I would love to mix it up with because I'm a big technical wrestling fan as well as that's you know what I try and do in there. Um, I would love to face either Zach Saber Jr. or Daniel Bryan. Um, I just think the chain wrestling that we could pull off would be incredible. Um, those are guys that I've looked up to and I've taken stuff from as, you know, I've studied film and, and done all that stuff. Um, so, so that would all be an absolute great honor for me. Um, and then if I could give a name on the independence, uh, Cowpoke Paul, uh, I would love to work with Cowpoke Paul. You can check him out. He's on rise. He's on BCW. He's on RSW. He's everywhere, man. Um, that that is a guy that he's he's a young dude. He's uh, working so many independent promotions all around the country already, and he's going to be in New Jersey soon. I'm pretty sure. So, um, you know, I got I got my eyes set on Cowpoke, and uh, we're going to take out the Cowboy at some point. I'm telling you that much. I like it. I have I have a name that I'll float out to you that you should look into. Another guy, great wrestler, sells. He's essentially looks like Seth Rollins and has the same style of wrestling, everything to you. Also a very, very talented amateur wrestler. I believe he went really far in the States. Uh, Miles Millennium. Okay. Look him up. I think you guys would have a really good match as well. Your styles, I think, would be very, very similar. Does he work in the New Jersey area, Pennsylvania? Uh, Delaware. He's ever, You ever hear of the Goons? With Sounds William familiar. Murphy? It was Killian and Big Dust and like they, they were like they were like all over the IW uh, five hundred top five hundred list and they were like a stable of people who went to all these promotions and did these crazy storylines. But uh, Miles is part of that team and I think with both your amateur backgrounds, I think you'd be fun to watch. Awesome. Well, I'll be very active in the independence the next couple of years, so I'm sure we'll cross paths. Awesome. Well, promoters, if you're listening, book that match. That's I want. I want to see that one. But uh, thank you so much, Jason, for, for doing this interview and hanging out. My first guy in the business. I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Um, my throat held up pretty well. I feel like I'm getting my voice back. It's just phlegm at this point. I don't, I, I don't feel like I'm dying of a fever anymore. It's great. Um, but, yeah, uh, I will be doing another interview. So before I got sick, I was terrified of today. I was like, I hope yeah. I can do this. Um, and I'm not, I wouldn't cancel. But um, later on tonight, I will be interviewing at nine o'clock Vinicenzo, who is a big short star wrestling guy. And so another Jersey wrestling scene guy. And then next week I'll be interviewing another young in the business wrestler, um, uh, Vinny Marino, who is uh, from PPW and battle, battle, uh, battlefield, a uh, battle, battlefield pro uh, off a of junior school. So, and he has a great look, big, huge waterfall mullet. He dresses like savage in this, in the eighties. He's, he's something. Yeah. He's really fun. Uh, and that'll be next Tuesday. So a lot of cool stuff to be coming up. I think the next, like from now to the end of the year, are all people in the business, whether it be um, uh, wrestlers, referees, and and I think that's pretty much it. But I'm open to interviewing anybody. So if you want to uh, be on the show, link tree below. The very first link you're going to see is just a, just a quick sign-up link. Just give me a little idea what you want to talk about. Because I, I have so many people like, I'll come on your show. I'm like, what are you going to talk about? They're like, I don't know. I was like, well, no. Like, you have to have something prepared um yeah but, but yeah so join the show 20 uh, 2023 is going to be amazing sorry cold cold induced uh head trauma here but uh once again thank you so much everyone check the links below 
keep an eye on Jason Hendricks. He's going to be killing it in the scene. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Here's some Billy Trey, and we're out of here.